Buck, 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 of our top 10 games that we played this year. Uh, I, I'm your host, Evan Tolley. Uh, today I'm joined by... <laughs> by Bono Wizard 420, <laughs> a.k.a. Tyler Thornton. <laughs> also joined by Boner Wizard 69, a.k.a. Arjuna Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've also got Troy and Bill here as well uh, with sleeping babies that we, we will keep very quiet and <laughs> we're going to hopefully soothe them to sleep with our discussion of very good video game choices. <laughs> right, guys? I hope they stay asleep. Well, uh, so I guess uh, we've been doing this for a year uh, now. For uh, and Officially, today marks a year of the first time I recorded the Ass Effect uh, Andromeda. Still waiting for that month episode. <laughs> I, got, I got the reminder on my Alexa downstairs. It was just chiming like crazy this morning saying it's the one year episode. And I said, oh no. <laughs> that month episode's running a little long. Uh, so, okay, guys. Uh, so, everybody, I, I've requested all of you come up with a top 10 list for games you've played this year. It's not necessarily games that came out this year. Uh, I'm sorry, games that you played or viewed people playing, such as uh, watching someone stream a large portion of a game, uh, a game that you felt was influential or that you just generally recognize as a good game. Um, I was hoping that between the five of us, we could kind of go around and discuss our list from number 10 all the way up to number one. Does that sound good with you guys? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, there's one problem. I've only got four entries. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe we'll hear Arjuna from the back half of the show. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I made a list, but I didn't number them from like top 10. Oh, really? I've got 10 games. <laughs> okay, he's just got 10 games. Okay. Uh, Boner Wizard 420 aka Tyler, do you have a list of top 10? I do, but I have like four minutes to record before I have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys just want to really judge Tyler's list really hard while he's here? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Tyler, give us number 10. Okay. Number 10 is Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, which is now free. It's free? Today. Today only. Oh, really? Has anybody else played Ukulele? I Uh, bought it just now. But not yep. yet. <laughs> I've got the free play. epic version bought and downloaded. <laughs> yeah, it's, play play it's like a Donkey Kong esque. Donkey Best Kong, thing. and uh, a lot of people were referencing Banjo Kazooie because it's supposed to be set in the same universe, correct? No, and oh. also no. This is the sequel. <laughs> the original one is like a Banjo Kazooie game. This is the sequel, which is like Donkey Kong Country. Okay. But it has oh. like an open world that's pretty cool. I'm going to do a full review of it later if we're still doing that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay. What is your number nine? Number nine is Crash Team Racing, which I just started playing like two days ago. And it's so fun. <laughs> Troy's hitting them with a boo. Is it bad? <laughs> See, I, I haven't gotten to play it. this. Oh, it's What's like, right? what if Mario Kart, but bad. <laughs> no, it's like, what if Mario Kart, but there was actually a point to it because it has an adventure mode. 
It does. That's true. <laughs> I, I it... picked it up to try it because of the adventure mode, and then I played it. And was like, oh, but I hate it, so never mind. Really, it's so much more fun to, than uh, Mario Kart to me because Mario Kart, I'm just like, okay, if I don't have anyone to play against, I'm like, what do I do? Like, it's not fun. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, mechanics it... are way better too. Have you gotten to play it online at all and test the online features? Nope. I, I don't really play games online very okay. much. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe we're down to your number eight. Yep. Uh, and that's Steam World Dig 2, which it's, you know, it's a fun game. See, it's been I, out for a while. I loved Steam World Dig. I never got to play Steam World Dig 2. Is it a lot like the first one? Yep. It's very, very similar. Um, it's easier, I think, which I like the final boss on the first Steam World game was kind of annoying to fight. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So it's got All some right. similarities. <laughs> Number seven is a weird one. Oh no. It's a uh, it's a uh, Digger Man. Digger Man. Any, anyone hear of that? <laughs> is it anything like Dig Dug? <laughs> I, I don't know. But it's oh, okay. um not really. Um, so it's a game I got for the Switch on sale for like 10 cents. And it was <laughs> actually super, super fun. <laughs> really? Let's yeah, see. It's uh... like it's clearly a game that was made for phones and then they just ported it to the Switch. All you do is you just like dig down, but it's like really fast paced and you have to dodge all these things and you just keep trying to dig down over and over and over. I'm starting to see a pattern after Steamworld Dig and Digger Man. <laughs> <laughs> I really love digging games. Games where you mine, I just love it. Like Terraria is probably my favorite game ever. I was actually about to ask if, you've, uh, if you're a fan of Terraria. Not a fan of Minecraft. Really? Are we about to get a Joe Dirt quote. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, another sort of digging game would have been on here, but I haven't played it yet, which is uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. I bought it, haven't played it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear a review on that. Uh, did you Have you played Spelunky at all? A little bit. Did Diggerman have any... Uh, would you have any comparabilities in that game to Spelunky or to no, SteamWorld Dig? No, nothing alike. It's, it's like Terraria if all you did was dig. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you I don't dig straight you down, you out, dig at an angle. Uh, like, check out Dig Dog is is the cheap Switch game that I've been playing a ton of lately. It didn't make my list, but it probably should have. Dog? Dig Dog. You're a dog and you have to dig down and get a bone. And this then awesome. you fly to another level. It's great. It's <laughs> you fly? So, so you dig down <laughs> and then you fly. Uh-huh. You get the bone and it turns you like into a rocket dog and you fly <laughs> off the level onto the next one. <laughs> That sounds sounds like some weird Nintendo ass Nintendo stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we're down to your number six, Tyler. Yes. And so uh, number six is Super Mario Party. It's not a great game. (laughs) Wait, are we talking for the 64? No, Super Mario Party, the one for the Switch. Okay. Yeah, it's not a great game, but I've played a lot of it because it's like the one game that my wife likes to play. (laughs) So... So it's fun it, to play with her, but I wouldn't play it by myself. So you put a game that you don't like above a game that you've just admittedly said that you really do like a lot. I guess I play this way more. Like it's well, fun this is to the play list of games her. that you've played the most. This is games uh-huh. you've enjoyed the most. 
I enjoy the time that I've played it with my wife. Totally validity to wife games. Like, (laughs) I think I think I have a chunk of wife games on my list that are like these are (laughs) on here because I enjoy playing them with her. So that's totally valid. Uh, My wife would agree with you about Crash Team Racing. She hates it because I like (laughs) beat her constantly. But so it's great. You should play more of it. No, it's terrible. I refuse. All right. All right, so now we're getting into the, the top five for you, Tyler. Top this five. is this is where it gets pretty deep. Number five is a game you may all know called No Bullets in Hell. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> Holy okay. crap! That's made oh it into the, the top five. Damn! Uh-huh. That's yeah, a pretty good one. <laughs> Arjuna put in um, PS4 controls just because I asked for them, so I had to. <laughs> and... For those of you not super deep on the Arjuna lore, I introduced an exploit just by doing that. <laughs> but oh, yes. really? Yeah. So, like, I think it's like you have unlimited fly up if you're mm-hmm. playing it on the PS4 controller, <laughs> at least the way it is. Oh, man, Tyler, I'm going to have to uh, rebuild the game and upload the updated version because I've like added power ups and stuff. And yeah, if, if this made it to number five on your top 10 list, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's I'd really stop- fun. Like, if, if you could find a way to like put it on mobile, like I don't know how that would work. It's on mobile. Oh, is it? I made an Android build. Yeah. Oh, I don't have. I have an iPhone. Oh, so I do have an Android, and I would mess with this to like make. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Yeah, I'm gonna upload the updated builds after this episode. So, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Dude, cool pick. Uh, all right, um, number four. No bullets on mine. What was that, Bill? <laughs> That's why I should mention I also have no bullets in hell on my top 10. Oh, nice. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, Do we actually explain what no bullets in hell is about? Because like... Well, I think we have the <laughs> ultimate person to describe this game here. Yes. So, uh, if folks like Flappy Bird <laughs> or scene. Downwell, um, it's like... It's up well. It's up well with weird pillars with spikes on them flying down from the sky and... Uh, power-ups and surprisingly few toilets for an Arjuna Gonzalez game. <laughs> That's pretty That's top-notch. That was the only down point I had on the game. You should add toilet <laughs> DLC. Toilet DLC. <laughs> like a toilet plunge launch. <laughs> Just make the power-ups toilet-shaped. Yeah. Uh, this go. isn't I don't mean to give spoilers, but let's just say all of my toilet game dev energy is being channeled in the Peace Island at this point. So, Ooh. how many toilets have you put in that game? <laughs> uh, it's not so much how many toilets I've put in; it's how many uh, Eric, our lead developer, has. <laughs> no. Oh no, we're going to get an official toilet count at some point in the future. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Tyler, what's your number four? Number four is another game made by one of our friends, and I'll explain why it's higher than yours, Arjuna. It's a Midnight Grub Session. <gasps> oh, 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 Midnight Grub Session absolutely deserves to be higher in a list than No Bullets in Hell. But I, I, I put it higher because I like story-based games, and it has a story, and it's really funny. Yeah. Yes. It's an awesome story. I'm so, so glad we had Probably Jam this year. We definitely have to do it next year. Yeah, yeah. Probably Jam was a big success. Uh, Midnight Grub Session, thank you to Matt and uh, uh, a couple of the guys from over at the uh, Party Roll podcast and, uh, and Matt's uh, wife, Mia, for animating some, yeah. it. Yeah, that's a that's been a really big hit. I've had a lot of friends who've been sharing the meme about Solid Snake being dummy thick, and I have mm-hmm. to keep telling them about this game. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a big hit with my friends. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a dollar on Steam. So I bought like 10 copies and gave them to like random friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, have you got a number three for us? I do. And it's a game that Troy told me about uh, called Grindstone. It's an Apple oh, yeah. Arcade game. And I just played so much of it. <laughs> it's very addicting. Yeah, it's like a puzzle game where you like just like draw like you're like a barbarian type character yeah and you like match characters and you just like draw like things and you have to get like a certain line like amount of people to kill enemies and stuff so Hmm. that sounds just like an endless puzzle game i was having a lot of fun with that until i looked up how many levels there were and i was like oh no i need to stop playing this game how many are there just play this forever there's like 130 levels and they're adding more Okay, because I got to like level ninety six or something, like just like short of a hundred before my like free trial of Apple Arcade ran up, uh-huh. and I was like, should I get it just to like finish it? Because I was like, a hundred seems like the amount, and I just haven't went back right. on it. But. Yeah, it's it's. I, I think it was one hundred thirty when I looked it up, but I, I was at like level sixty, and I was like, I've got to be getting close to the end of this by now, right? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh no, no, nowhere near it. It's funny. It's fun though. <laughs> yeah, you got number three. Uh, that, that was, was number three. three. Oh, that was okay. Well, that, yep. number three is grindstone. Okay, what's number <laughs> the game two? Troy then Troy actually told me about. Um, <laughs> uh, number two is Spider-Man for the PS4. Good, um, good pick. Yep, I I just finished like I got all of the trophies on it except for the ones for like beating it on like New Game Plus mode. Okay, so yeah, it's real fun, and I have a full review of it recorded that I haven't released yet. So. You know, in case like you have a PS4 and you haven't played it or thought about playing it and it's been out for over a year. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that game. I had too much fun playing it. You're ruining you're spoiling my review, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds good. All right. So Tyler, what what could possibly beat uh your list there? What's uh what's your top game? Bill, can I get a drum roll off of your baby's head? <laughs> <laughs> no, but can I can I guess what the game was? Sure. Go to war. It is. It's God of War. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Like, it's such a good game. Like I know Troy bought it. I don't think you've played it. I played about 20 minutes of it and was like, wow, this is real pretty. And then I forgot about it. Yeah, the gameplay is really, really fun. Um, have anybody else played it? Nope. I played uh, the original three and I okay, have not well, gotten to pick up this like one. Those. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I yet just... to play a God of War. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the mechanic of like the axe coming back to you, like Mjornir is like one of the most fun mechanics in a game. I've heard a lot of people talking about how uh, (laughs) filling it feels just to reach your hand out and grab it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard a lot of good stuff. Um, So yeah, that's my top 10. All right. Sounds good. Well, Uh, I was going to say, I was just going to quickly say that like, I've never played God of War before, but this sounds like a good introduction to the series for sure. Yeah, I never played. uh, I played a little bit of the first God of War game, and it was basically like me and my friend who were like 13 at the time. We're like, oh, cool. There's boobs in this game. (laughs) (laughs) There are boobs in that game. Yep. An uh, Active time event. Yep. That's pretty good. Uh, I'll remember of it. <laughs> does anyone have any honorable mentions they'd like to toss out for games that didn't make it to the list, but that they had trouble cutting or some games they really, really enjoyed and just wanted to say, hey, hey to? <laughs> I've got some hot dumpster games. So what? <laughs> I've got some hot dumpster games. 
hot dumpster case. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, uh, I recently went back and replayed Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy, and 4 is, I think, one of my all-time favorite games just for that story alone. But I don't know how, how uh, hot on Uncharted the crew is here, but uh, it, it was honestly... I mean, as far as a, a send-off for a, a game series, I loved it. it. It was a very, very nice love letter to the to the players. I have I four a- Uncharted games, and I've played one of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. I played the first one, and then I started the second one, and mm-hmm. never got very far in it. But the, I, I did. The first one surprised me because I thought it was just a game about like adventuring through a jungle. And then suddenly monsters happen. Yeah, and then like, it went sideways. Oh, there's monsters in this series. I did not realize that. And it, it kind of caught me by surprise. I'm surprised I'm at like, how like, many people Nathan Drake kills and he just acts like a good guy. So many but he people. like killed so many people. Yeah. Yep. And you know it's Tom Holland's bit. supposed to play him. Can you see Tom Holland killing that many people? <laughs> that movie will never come out. <laughs> yeah. It's that movie has been in production director. hell for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland's gonna age out of the role that he's not old enough to play yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, everybody, uh, Tyler, feel free to stick around as long as you can. But if everybody uh wants we can start doing our our uh our list together uh i'll start it off how about with you Art? Well, oh, well, arjuna you don't have well, 10 <laughs> well actually while tyler was talking i expanded it out to 10 on my own oh hey, did you, you yes <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't happen to do anything with what tyler said would it uh i mean other than like giving uh midnight grub session a shout out i think yeah basically i can i did confine it to either something i played whether it was for uh harry rooster reviews or not or i saw somebody streaming it and it looked cool so okay um, oh yeah there's one more thing i would throw out as an honorable mention um because we just wrapped out the second season of podcaster wrapped out jesus wrapped up (laughs) season two of podcasters assemble uh, I have a lot of Star Wars images floating around in my head. So I really want to check out uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. That, that looks is definitely like, on my list to play, but I haven't haven't ha- had a chance yet. Yeah, I've, it seems like Star Wars Dark Souls, which sounds very cool. Those words seem very cool. I've seen a lot of people complaining about um, having a lot of glitches in it, but uh, I, I think I'd still risk it just to get that some Star Wars story. <laughs> mm, yeah, if definitely. You've, if you've ever played it, one of my personal favorites is, of course, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Right. If if we could get a modern well, remaster. I was going to say, you can go wrong, actually, because Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 have not aged well at all. Okay, okay, for gameplay. Yeah, as a game, it's bad. <laughs> as a story, it's good. But as a game, it's not. I, I would agree to that. I, I really would love to get a remaster. Uh, it would just be very beautiful. Uh, well, so Arjuno, do you want to start us off? What's your top, uh, what's number 10 on your list? Sure. Uh, it's an indie game called Anodyne 2. And why don't I type it into the chat just so we don't misspell it? Is that the one that's kind of a Zelda style game? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it has sort of Ocarina of Time vibes, but it has a twist in it in that as the game progresses, it switches back and forth between like, 2D Link to the Past type stuff and 3D Ocarina of Time like milking the PlayStation 1 nostalgia cow uh, in terms of its looks and stuff. Um, I saw Nina Freeman streaming it. I haven't bought it. I haven't had a chance to play it, but 
um, I did gift it to Matt during the probably work holiday exchange. So maybe we'll hear some more stuff from him about that. That's cool. I've got the first one of those, uh, Anodyne, the, the original one, I bought um, as a super cheap game for the Switch, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I didn't even know there was a sequel. But I'm looking at images of it. It looks awesome. I'm going to have to go play the first and then pick that up. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, so number nine is a game that isn't out yet. Hang on, hang on. Before you get to number nine, I, I'm, sure. let's go to Troy's number 10. We'll, we'll go in a circle I'll here. Bounce around. Fair enough, yep. <laughs> Troy, what's your number 10? Um, my number 10 came out in 2016. <gasps> Uh, and it is Batman Arkham VR, uh, which is an incredibly short VR experience. I hear that there's more to do. You can like go back later and there's a lot more stuff to find. I didn't do that because listen, this game took an hour and a half to play and it's available on a disc. So I bought it from GameStop. I played it and then I returned it the next day, but it was super fun. Uh, it's basically your, your Batman you're like checking out crime scenes and moving around in the crime scene and doing like holographic stuff to see what's going on. Uh, but the reason it made my top 10 list is because the end of it, I'm going to spoil the heck out of it for everybody. <laughs> Sorry. The end of it, there's this part where you're going and looking for the Joker and he's supposed to be in the cell in Arkham Asylum. And you look in the cell window and I think like Joker's face pops up, but then you turn, like you jump away from him because it's scary. It just pops up in your face. And then you turn and you're in the cell. And then, like, every time you turn, like, walls disappear and shit, but it's all in VR, so, like, you can't see around you, so you're, like, looking at one wall, and then you turn because you hear something to your right, and you're like, what was that? And, like, that was weird. And then you turn back, and instead of the wall being there, now it's, like, a, an open pit in front of you instead of a wall. And then you're like, what? And then you turn around again, and the Joker's right behind you, and then you turn around again, and there's Jason Todd, like, hung up by his neck, and, like, the end, like, six minutes of that game is just you in the cell, and it was, like, the scariest and most intense video game experience I've had in a long time. And it like made me feel like I was losing my mind for a while. That sounds pretty wicked. Uh, uh, by the way, you can't see my webcam, but I took out my headphones when uh, Troy took out the spoiler warning. And so like, I keep kind of moving my headphones back and forth. Like, is he done? Is he done? <laughs> and he's like, the end is, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, it's worth playing. It, it, even if you, even if you just listen to that and you know what's going to happen, it's worth playing it because like, it's one of those things that the experience of going through it was like incredible. And and like I, it's one of those experiences that can't really be that spoiled. Okay. I'm in Arkham VR. Cool. It's it's a very short experience, but it's totally worth playing. Okay, uh, Bill, what do you have for us for your number? Well, one of your number ten <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking. I'm trying to think where where I'd rank them. I think number ten. I'm going to put Saga Frontier. It Saga Frontier. A, oh God, that game. It. Oh. <laughs> I ended up loving it, but I feel like it was Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I feel like that's I, I, most games you play, Bill. <laughs> I, I end up putting over 100 hours into Saga Frontier. Oh, geez. Such a long, long game. And the battle system is just absolutely nuts. And it took me about 60 hours to get used to it. And I hated it for the first 60 hours. And then I loved the last 40 <laughs> hours of it. So I definitely think Stockholm Syndrome has an effect there. But yeah, I'm going to put Saga Frontier at number 10. Okay. It's just like an old. It's a SquareSoft PS1 RPG that uh, nobody ever played after Final Fantasy VII because everyone thought it was shit. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, I'll I'll give you guys my number ten game for the year. Uh, well, f that that I enjoyed this year. Uh, Baba is you. 
the uh, puzzle game for the Switch. Uh, I watched a lot of people streaming it. I, I really wanted to get it and play it. And in fact, I think I'm actually going to get it and play it uh, here pretty soon. But it looks pretty interesting. It looks like they took the idea of rules for a puzzle and flipped that into the puzzle itself, which I think is a, a very neat concept, personally. So yeah, it's it's a cool concept. Like you, you there's the the basically f- the physics of the game are explained to you on the screen, but then you can push those instructions around to change the way that the game works. It's it's a real cool concept, and I stayed far away from it because I think it would melt my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Arjuna, uh, what's your number nine? My number nine is a game that isn't out yet, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if we can put games on the list that didn't come out like this year, and spoilers, my number one is actually pretty old. Um, <laughs> uh, we can put games on here that aren't out yet, right? <laughs> I'm willing to allow it. Okay. Psychonauts 2. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, the trailers of it look pretty cool. It picks up about where the original Psychonauts left off, where, uh, so for those of you who haven't played it, oh my God, you need to go play it now. Uh, It's this 3D platformer game about a kid named Raz who goes off to a psychic summer camp where he can travel into people's minds and uh, unravel this weird mystery that... uh, about somebody who's been stealing uh, the brains of all the kids in the summer camp. And it's really cool. And uh, yeah, internet friend JP Le Breton is doing level design for this game and he does good stuff. So it'll be cool. So it'll be cool. Um, yeah. And it, I, it's coming out next year. I don't know if they gave a, a hard date, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so I have played the first one. I've started it so many times, but never beat it. But it's really funny like it has one of my favorite quotes there was a kid just in the background talking to a squirrel and he goes no i will not kill all the people it's great (laughs) Uh, i think there's a there's a vr game too isn't there that's set in the psychonauts universe yes psychonauts and the rhombus of ruin um i haven't played it yet i keep meaning to pick it up but something always more tempting comes up on steam because it is a day that ends in y so um yeah Definitely, and that will, go check that out too if you're into it. That'll be. I, I, I'm also looking forward to that. We, me and a buddy, used to play a lot of Psychonauts, uh, and we had a blast with it. So uh, that'll definitely be looking forward to on our list. Uh, Troy, you've got a number nine for us. Can I, can I tell you guys what's happening right now? Yes, please do, because your camera is only on cats right now. <laughs> it's just so cats. There are two cats outside of that window fighting. <laughs> And my cat Jace is just like cheering them on. He's just like kick his ass, like he's going to every guys. window, like <laughs> frantically, like trying to watch. They're rooting him on. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Troy, your number nine, please. Uh, my number nine is uh, was put on the list thanks to to my son here, um, because my number nine is Konami Pixel Puzzle, which is a Konami uh, Picross game. Uh, Picross, if you aren't familiar, is a little puzzle thing where it's a grid and there's numbers telling you how many pixels on that grid get filled in and you use the numbers horizontally and the numbers vertically to figure out what the image on the thing is. 
And uh, the Konami one, I, I just heard about this like a week ago from another podcast talking about their top games. And I was like, that sounds great. And I've been playing it like nonstop as I hold the kid because it's a great thing to play one-handed. And because it's Konami, all the pictures that you make are like, hey, look, it's a whip from Castlevania. Isn't that neat? And so it's just, it's just a, a great little time waster game. Uh, but it's really well made. And uh, all the images are Konami things. So any PCOS, really, but specifically the Konami Pixel Puzzle 1, which is available on iOS and Android for free, which is a good price. Sounds cool. <laughs> uh, Bill, do you have a concept of a number nine for yourself? <laughs> I do. I'm going to torn between Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy VIII, but I think I'm going to go with Final Ooh. Fantasy VIII. You told okay. me not to buy that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, just don't buy it. <laughs> I, again, it's another Stockholm Syndrome. I know the game. <laughs> I know it, therefore I can play it. Bill, is, is this instead of a list of games that you love, instead this is your help I've been kidnapped list? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, Final Fantasy VIII is just terrible. <laughs> this has made it into my top 10. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first two discs is terrible <laughs> the third disc is alright and then the fourth disc is great okay. well, I've, I've just started it I bought it for Switch and I've started it I have no idea how it works the, the game makes no sense at all yeah the game, the, game's gonna just, the game will destroy you Troy it's like hey what if we gave you a tutorial that started with everything being abbreviated and then never explained what the abbreviations were until like two hours later would that exactly. be fun? Uh, Tyler fun. is outside of his studio at his window. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought I saw some like someone come up to his window and start looking in his house. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. It sorry, was, y'all. It was definitely Arjuna. <laughs> no wonder I'm we waving. Want a camera. Can you see me waving? <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, well, okay, so Final Fantasy VIII for Bill. Uh, yes. So I, <laughs> my number nine is actually Shinmu Three. Oh, uh, I, I think that's a solid pick for for that. It, it's a, a you know a game we've been waiting on for a while, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a uh, the reason that we've picked or I've picked it is I've spent a lot of time with the wife and her cousin. Uh, yes, Troy. <laughs> For the uninitiated, can you tell me what you do in Shenmue? Because everything I've seen, it looks like you just carry boxes. You carry boxes, you chop wood, uh, sometimes you can drive a forklift, and uh, sometimes you practice your karate (laughs) in your martial arts. Shenmue is a difficult one to describe. It's it's a uh, huh? It's a kung fu movie simulator. That's the best way I can put it. And Shinmu 3 does that just right. It, it simulates a kung fu movie right on. Every but with single. Like, very little kung fu. Uh, well, okay. No, but there is some. There is. Okay. You, you do go to, to, uh, to you temples and train with uh, martial artists and you practice moves and you do your stances. It's a lot of tedious work for very little payoff. But the reason it, it's made it to my list is uh, my wife. And her cousin, her cousin, he absolutely, uh, he's turned us on to this streamer, um, Avoiding the Puddle, who has been streaming Shinmu 3 uh, for like a couple of weeks straight there. And 
it, it, watching the chat claim how horrible of a game it is and watching him trying to figure out something completely simple has become one of the most entertaining parts for all of us. We would just sit down for hours and watch this guy struggle through this game, which I think is a big thing for, for us as far as entertainment goes. It's provided a, a good ground for streamers to <laughs> listen. A lot of us are saying that we don't like our games and I'm starting to realize that. <laughs> 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 I, I I can't claim that I'm a huge Shinmu fan, but I can claim that I've I have enjoyed watching this game. I have enjoyed sure. watching it. I have not played it. <laughs> You're a Shinmu voyeur. <laughs> yes, very much so. Arjuna, do you have a number seven for us? <laughs> or a number eight, uh, sorry, number yeah, eight. Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, I sort of do. Uh, I'm just gonna write down i'm just going to read you what i wrote down on notepad just now <laughs> first this starts off in caps ah dev streaming could have made the list if they weren't taking so damn long to release the pc on steam <laughs> uh and then i should get a ps4 if anything just to play uncharted 4 um yeah but dev <laughs> stranding does look uh very cool uh i don't know I have been playing a lot of like walking simulators and fetch questy games. So maybe it really would get tired after a while. Um, <laughs> although maybe not so much after like when you consider some of the things I have higher up in the list here, but. Go uh, ahead, Troy. Although I, I, is Death on. Stranding and Shenmue 3 the same game? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you are hauling boxes. leave letters that you can pick up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, well, I'll admit this. Uh, Death Stranding is actually higher up in my list. I actually, it's my number three for uh, games I've played this year. I've recently picked it up, and I, I can speak to it for well, somebody wait, who is. Oh, sorry. Go question ahead. though, and this is so, definitely an out of context type of question. Can you make piss grenades in Shenmue Three? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> Does Norman Reedus watch his own television show while he poops in Shenmue 3? Nope. You know <laughs> what? Hey, he there's, Death Stranding. There, there's a reason Death Stranding made it to number three and Shenmue's sitting back at number nine. <laughs> it's because of the Norman Reedus poop? Because of the Norman Reedus poop where the motorcycle's going off and your controller vibrates while he's just dumping, dumping hard <laughs> dunks everywhere. <laughs> Nothing to do with baby pieces. <laughs> yeah, Death Stranding, I've had a lot more fun with it than I thought I would and it's weird because everybody seems to be off on this game like not liking it a lot of people are talking crap about it and it has every game has flaws this game has flaws but it's it's a kojima ass game and what more can you ask for from kojima you know what i mean yeah like i i I, i've missed some kojima ass stuff and i'm getting it in this game that's exactly what i wanted how much ass is there in it because like kojima games are generally (laughs) perverted uh, I've got a nice Kojima game on my list. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Space Perf Simulator. I've not come Possibly. across a ton of ass, <laughs> but there's a, a lot of times that you can just zoom in on people who are talking to you for no reason whatsoever, uh, which is just great. It's just a Kojima only, ass thing. My only question is, how good is the boob jiggle? Uh, so there's no boob jiggle, such as in uh, uh, yeah, yeah, in, uh, boobs don't jiggle. Metal Gear Solid 4, when you could shake the controller and the boobs would jiggle. Is that, so wait, is that a thing? Kojima hires is people that a to thing? specifically yeah. the boob jiggle. Well, yeah. Okay, hang on. Do you all know about this? 
No. So if you had a woman on the codex who was talking to you on Metal Gear Solid 4, you could shake your controller up and down and the boobs would just jiggle. <laughs> I hope that's the same guy who worked on police notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. So Death Stranding's Arjuna's number eight. Uh, yes. Or, yes, eight. Okay. Uh, Troy, you got a number eight for us? Um, yeah, my number eight is actually a really good game. It's Cyanar <laughs> Wild Hearts, uh, hmm. which I played on uh, Apple Arcade. But uh, listen, if you have an iOS device, you should get the trial of Apple Arcade so you can play this game. And then don't play it like you're playing it on Apple Arcade because with the touchscreen, it's terrible. But with the controller, it's amazing. But you can hook a controller up to your phone and it's fine. Uh, if you don't know it, it looks like a like Temple Run style game. Like you're just your character who's moving forward, but everything's like 80s acid colors, like neon pinks and teals. And your character, like sometimes she's fine, sometimes she's on a motorcycle, sometimes she's riding on the back of a deer, sometimes she's in an 8 bit video game. But it's like a super awesome concept album with a game on top of it. And then, like, a kind of like really touching, heartbreaking story to go along with it, too. The only complaint I have about Cyanide Wild Hearts is that it is very much designed to be played where you start the game and you play through the whole thing. It's about an hour and a half long, but the game doesn't let you do that. It makes you play track by track. So you play the first track and then it pauses and like gives you a score and stuff like that. And then once you beat the whole thing, then it's like, you've unlocked album mode. You can play the game straight through. And it, it it's just annoying because that's clearly the way it was meant to be played in the first place. But for some reason, I feel like they, they designed it backwards and, and put the the level version in where it should have been the album version to start with. But other than that, it's fantastic. And, and I, I really recommend anybody check it out. Okay. Uh, Bill, what is your number eight, which I think is what we're at. <laughs> Bill's looking oh, no. and muted. Oh, and Bill, sorry. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Been... <laughs> Podcasting uh, 101 there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, now I'm going to go with Dragon Quest for the NES. Okay. That the NES. Was one of my honorable mentions. Oh, nice. Yes, on the, NA- nice. the NES version specifically, because that's the version I played. Okay. Um, I was surprised at how that, how that game is not broken. <laughs> how not broken that game is? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> normally, normally, when you go back and play really old games, I mean, this was released in like 1986 in Japan, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it plays beautifully. It's just like, this is a really, really good game. Like, it's very old. It's very dated compared to modern standards. But, you know, it actually works perfectly. It's like, it's got a very good difficulty curve. It's enjoying. Uh, it's, there's, it's very enjoyment to play. Enjoyment? I can't even speak now. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people say, like, the iOS versions, because um, there is That's iOS version of the game, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice and polished, and you get a save state as well, which is good. Because mm-hmm. in my version, you had to go back to the king in the very first town to save. <laughs> That's... In the Japanese version, you had to go back to the king to get a password. <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah i was just like i was because like if you go back and play like the very first like final fantasy one it's very broken as a game <laughs> god knows how people got through it in the 80s but yeah dragon dragon quest or dragon warrior was just great i was really surprised at how smooth it was good Sounds music good. good gameplay yeah i really i really advise it my number eight is uh there was an expansion put on this year but uh destiny 2 
Shadow Keep came out well, I think earlier this year, but um, uh, I've recently picked Destiny Two back up and have been uh, having a, a lot of fun relearning that game. Uh, just had some fun. <laughs> Destiny. Is it any different you, you than the on? first? It, uh, <laughs> it's this uh, Destiny Two is this uh, very similar to Destiny One. Uh, it's it's more Destiny. If you like Destiny One, you would I think you'd like Destiny Two. They've they've improved some portions of it for sure. Um, but I started playing it when it first came out last year, and uh, I had a good group of friends together, and we we played a lot of it. Uh, and eventually I, we just ran out of time to play together. So I kind of stopped, I dropped off of it for a good bit there, but picking it back up has been kind of fun. So have you been playing it solo now or are you playing it with group, a group? Still? Right now I'm playing solo and I've got a couple of friends who've been wanting to play in a group. We just haven't had time yet. I think that's a game. That's a very different experience playing it single player versus playing it with a group. I, I, I prefer playing it in a group. Uh, yeah. for sure it's I have not it, had the chance i've only played it single player and it's like this is fine but i'm clearly not getting the experience that people playing it with a regular group are getting yeah hit me up when you need a fire team and we can jump on and see if we can't get you a, a team experience because that's the way it was meant to be it's it's, it's it was yeah. meant to be played with a team of three running through these these missions uh, yeah. and that's where the fun is uh i'm gonna go ahead and drop back to arjuna i think we're on are we finally on seven <laughs> I think we are. Uh, and my number seven is Tacoma. Uh, the walking simulator <laughs> exploration game. <laughs> walking simulator is just so like, and anyway, uh, it's the exploration game that I reviewed for Harry Rooster reviews when it was your day week month year. And uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of like uh, system shock too, which is a really old reference, but like Bioshock, if there were no monsters and stuff, but you could just go around and sort of explore and figure out the mystery of why this place is abandoned and a little bit wrecked. Um, but it's this, you know, giant space station and you know, there's a cool story to uh, unravel there with kind of a dystopian science fiction type of thing. Um, I like the level design, the graphics are very cool, especially for an indie game. Um, yeah, it's a good like hour or two um doesn't try to be anything more than it and it it, it does what it does what it's set out to do definitely sounds cool also uh, um I, I i it's gonna be hard for me to top the thumbnail that i made for the week episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, do folks remember that or i, I don't I remember it. which one that was i know you, you all your thumbnails have been masterful but i don't remember that one specifically was that the joe biden one Yes, it's the one where with the uh, exposed nipple mural, and I photoshopped Joe Biden over the nipples. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, Troy, can we get your number seven? Uh, my number seven is Titanfall 2, which came out in 2016. Uh, the first Titanfall Ooh. game was a just a shooter, online shooter game. And then Titanfall 2, they were like, hey, what if video games had stories in them? <laughs> and it ended up being a like a very cool story and a very well put together campaign that uh, started out as a pretty straightforward, like, hey, this is just a first person shooter, but also sometimes you have a mech. And then over the course of maybe a like six hour long campaign, maybe uh, the levels did a great job of like adding additional elements as you go. So Titanfall prides itself on having cool platforming stuff, but then as the game goes on, you get way more in-depth platforming. You get time travel mechanics. You get a bunch of weird 
additional stuff mixed in with it um, that made for like a, a really satisfying first person shooter campaign. Yeah, I played that game like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the time travel stuff's really fun. Like how you just it's- like jump back and forth between like two different time periods like yeah and and in some cases it's like helpful for combat stuff where like there's a bunch of people shooting me so i'm gonna just jump to a different time move to the other side of the room and then jump back and now i'm behind all those people but the one that blew my mind was a spot where you had to get across a pit and there was a wall that you could run across but then it ran out of wall and you're like how am i going to get across and what you have to do is you run on that wall and then jump towards nothing change time zones to where there was something on the other side of the wall, run on that wall, and then jump and change times again. And so you're like doing wall jumping mixed with time travel mechanics. And I was like, this is this is so cool. I like <laughs> perhaps my favorite like first person shooter campaign since like the original Halo. Yeah, and I think it's funny how like after that like level, no more time travel mechanics. Nope, because like, it's it just gets, in like, that broken. one spot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's like we made this cool mechanic and then we're just not it's just a tiny portion of the game (laughs) not the whole game then i went online and i played in one online match and (laughs) uninstalled the game (laughs) because i am very bad at online video games and i was like oh this isn't fun anymore i felt like a cool badass playing this campaign and then i played online and i was just like i haven't even seen an enemy and i keep dying i don't understand i i thought the online was actually pretty fun like that's probably the last online shooter i played and uh yeah it was cool but yeah i played like five matches and i was like uh, i'm done <laughs> <laughs> all right bill what is your number seven? Oh, oh hey i'm hang on i'm here sorry <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> dealing, with a, <laughs> dealing with margo she was having a I, wind i can um, jump so i can jump past you and come back to you if you need <clears throat> that's all right uh, so number seven is a joint entry from no bullets in hell and uh Spondooli quest 2000 <laughs> oh, <that's nice. laughs> wow that's some deep cuts right I, there yeah awesome. I, I binged i binged uh the games made by this little guy called arjuna <laughs> and uh, i think it was back in march i did that and uh, i just loved it I, uh, I got a really strange ending with the spondooli quest one yeah well yeah that game, that's an interesting game <laughs> it was it was very very interesting and mixed that in with uh, no bullets from hell i just i just loved that that was that was really cool doing all the um all the probably jam stuff so i wanted to put those together and uh, yeah unfortunately i never got to play um uh matt's one that he did oh uh, yeah oh, so in that grub session yeah but i listened no, to Daniel Faze, code, um, send it to bill <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a pc <laughs> don't waste your code <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah no, i listened to daniel k's let's play on it and i just thought it sounded hilarious so yeah big uh just a thing and uh, I'll stick Pi Game in there. All the all the probably jam ones I like. <laughs> Sounds good. Pi awesome. Game broke love, my brain. <laughs> I love them all. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think No Bullets in Hell was my favorite of the lot. Nice. That was so much fun. I think I, I think I got somewhere near the hundred mark. It's incredibly frustrating. It was like having that flappy fish thing <laughs> again. <laughs> oh yeah, like after about a hundred, it does get like almost unfairly hard. Um, I think I've managed to get something like 175, maybe 200. Um, but yeah, the algorithm definitely gets you after a while. Uh, one question. I think at the end of the Spodioti Quest 2000 playthrough, you said you wanted to check out my Doom mod or something? Um, 
Did I? Oh yeah, because it leads into the. Doom oh yeah, because right? yeah, it's it. It's, oh, right, it's, yeah. it's, it's, this will be a Doom mod. I think I asked. I think I asked about it, but I have, like I say, I haven't actually got a PC, so I can't even mod. Oh. To do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. Uh, I gave all that stuff up when I started a family. Ah. <laughs> PC in the bin. PlayStation 4, you're now for Netflix. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'll jump in with my number seven, which uh, for me was Call of Duty Modern Warfare, because uh, you got to get the obligatory once a year Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty, yeah. I yeah. thought you said it's called Duty Modern Warfare, and I was like, is this a weird way to insult Call of Duty? Just by calling it Duty? Y'all want to play cool. some duty? We, we do. Duty. <laughs> yeah, it, I've got a usual group that I play with, and that's what makes it the most fun. I think Troy, you and I had this discussion when we were playing uh, uh, Fallout seventy six. Is mm-hmm. that the the best part of the game is the people you play with, uh, mm-hmm. and that it, it's that way for me. But they've uh, they've they've changed some uh, uh, experiences in the game to uh, make it a little more. Uh, Huh. What's the best way to say it? You're not safe anywhere. <laughs> and uh, there's no more like in Black Ops 4 when they had this, uh, a lot of it was just run into the middle, shoot people. Maybe you die. Maybe you don't. Maybe you go to the next person. And uh, in this game, if you if you run out from cover, you're you're gone. You're dead. It, it's over. Uh, and, and I think they've done a very good job of it. And the storyline, uh, the story I actually had a lot of fun with, too. Uh, so. That was reaching to my number seven. Uh, Arjuna, what was your number six? My number six was a game that Matt got Handsome Harry for the holiday gift exchange, and it's called Shenzhen IO. Um, This this is a puzzle game where you play a guy doing... It's going to sound ridiculous me describing this, but you play like an embedded systems engineer... um, making like doing stuff with like circuits and stuff to make electronics-esque things and it's so cool because it takes like one of the most brain-busting concepts in computing which is assembly programming and makes it into a cool puzzle that like you you don't have to have darkened the door of a comp sci class uh in your life in order to approach it which is an accomplishment in itself but actually makes it fun um I played through like the first couple of levels of it. Um, I'm going to come back to it, but uh, the reason it's lower on the list is because there are certainly other games that are higher on the list that have, a, that are, that are calling me and I must respond. <laughs> Understood. Yep. Uh, Troy, what was your number seven? No, no, six. Sorry. Six. Number seven was Titanfall two. Uh, no, my number six was uh, from 1997 and also from 2019 because it was uh, Final Fantasy VII, but specifically the Materia Lockdown. Um, uh, so uh, I've played Final Fantasy VII once before. Oh, oh, child. The, the kid does not like Final Fantasy VII. He's oh, not. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my favorite game of all time. <laughs> so here's the thing. Final Fantasy VII was fun when I played it before. Playing it again... Um, you know, it's it's aged a lot. Uh, I played Final Fantasy VI right before it, and I think Final Fantasy VI actually holds up better. But the material lockdown made Final Fantasy VII more interesting for me because most RPGs to me um, are just a game of like putting the biggest number on the thing. 
and the material lockdown, uh, which was a charity event that Bill organized, where you can only mm -hmm. use certain materia with your characters, put just enough of like a limitation on my strategy that it made me have to think about what I was doing a little bit more. And so I think I actually enjoyed playing the game more because of that limitation being in place. And then also because of listening to our friends over at No One Can Know About This playing through it at the same time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of limitations, I had way more fun trying to coach Bill through it who was blindfolded <laughs> than actually trying to play the game for myself. Um, yeah. And if Bill didn't know the game so good, I don't think we would have made it as far as we did. Because like half the time, like before I would say something, he was already like picking up the item. I'm like, how do you know where that's at? Like it's like not in like I, it's a corner. The end of this path. <laughs> I think I think next time around, you guys need to play like Dirge of Cerberus or something, and have have Tyler try to narrate that gameplay. I don't know what that is. Dirge of Cerberus, like there's, there's, there's 50 Final Fantasy games that have been made, <laughs> and Dirge of Cerberus is sitting at the bottom of that stinky. <laughs> it is the worst Final Fantasy game, and yeah, it's the last, mm. it's the last bit that we got of Final Fantasy VII, mm. and it's just awful. That's pretty funny, <laughs> Bill. Uh, By the way, um, I've noticed that Tyler is now joining us from Emperor Palpatine's podcasting <laughs> studio on Exegol. <laughs> it has become incredibly dark over in Tyler's office room, and I'm I'm very worried for him. Uh, what is your light source? Uh, I She's think the light source is just the laptop right now. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you were sitting outside. Like it looks like you're sitting out on your lawn, and that's like one of those motion sensor security lights. You it's like a blue gray light on you, and it's yeah, weird. I don't know. So what happened is my wife was supposed to be here like. 20 30 minutes ago when i was like hey i can only record for five minutes and then so i didn't bother taking my laptop charger out so then i just had to run to the charger so now i'm in the bedroom and i didn't have time to turn the ceiling fan off so i just <laughs> turned the light off <laughs> that's pretty good uh bill are you ready to give us your number six yes i am so number six is romancing saga three Oh. Um, now, I've only played about a couple of hours of this so far, but it's one of the more unique RPGs that I've played. And unlike Saga Frontier, I don't hate it. Do you like it, though? <laughs> I do. No, I, what I've played so far, I absolutely love it. Um, oh, again, okay. it's, a, it's a remake that they've just released um, recently, and it's, um, it's a remake of an old SNES game that was only released in Japan. So it's nice to finally have it over here. And uh, yeah, it's just got a really interesting battle system where you sort of, it has a lot of the rules of Saga, but you've got a formation and you have to organize where your people sit and depending where they are, you can do different moves and stuff. And uh, I've already just had a lot of fun just messing around with that. So yeah, I'm going to add that into the list. My uh, number seven was the Outer Worlds. Uh, not on number seven. Six, my number six. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so when I wrote my list, I I accidentally like skipped a line somewhere and had to write a game in uh, between two other games. So it's completely thrown my numbering off. So please, I do apologize. Yes, number six was the Outer Worlds for me. <laughs> By the end of this, we're going to be like, okay, my three plus five I was Super Mario Bros. And then my square root of two was Sonic square, 3. And square root of my favorite game. Uh, so uh, The Outer Worlds was uh, very fun. Uh, it, it was reminiscent of New Vegas in space. 
and I really appreciated it. I felt like the story was a little short, but I understand that they had a very small budget and they had a very short amount of time to get the game out. Uh, but it, like, if you go into this map, there's a bunch of planets and you can only go to like four of them. Uh, so I'm hoping that there's going to be DLC in which you can explore these other worlds, uh, which will be a lot of fun. The story, I was kind of convinced. Oh, here, I'm getting another alert, everybody. Um, and it does, in fact, say your day, week, month, year reviews. Uh, it starts in 10 minutes. I have to do my year review soon. <laughs> um, so uh, the Outer Worlds, I... I had a lot of fun in the exploration and the story. I I felt like a lot of the story was happening quicker uh, than I expected it to, um, to the point where I was at the end uh, and was like, there's no way this is the end. There's, I, I was in uh, disbelief that that's how, how the game ended. It was a, it was a fun ending. I, I enjoyed it, but um you could definitely see where the budget uh, restrictions came in and where the time constraints came in. And it made it very difficult for this game to be a, uh, I wouldn't call this new Vegas in space, but it's a start for sure. Um, It's a fun uh, RPG that has some uh, exploration and some uh, branching paths, which do affect your story, which is an interesting uh, way to tackle it. And it has some sci-fi weapons like a shrink ray that you can shrink your enemies down and hit them with a hammer. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's on Game Pass, so you can play it very cheap. Yes, it's it, it's a it's a fun fun game. I had a blast. I think Tyler's heading out. Uh, hang on, everybody. I think we got to say goodbye to Tyler. Yep, he's got to leave. Bye, Tyler. Bye, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Bye, Tyler. Bye, Tyler. <laughs> um, uh, so I. It, it, it has its ups and downs. Uh, the maps are decent enough sized, uh, especially for the stories that you play in them. Some maps are smaller than others. Uh, some contain a lot more in them. But uh, I, I feel like the choices that you make in the game were impactful enough that like I'll remember them. So I think that was that was pretty good. Uh, all right, we're into the, the halfway point. Arjuna, what's your number five? My number five is Edge of Eternity, the indie JRPG that I played for your day, week, month, year reviews. And oh boy, yeah, I'm, I'm way overdue for the week episode. Uh, not as much as Ass Effect, but still. <laughs> Ass Effect um, month is never coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta make this happen, especially since like they've released new episodes and content for this. Um, you know, it checks all the, like, old-school RPG boxes that, like, the Final Fantasy games do, Dragon Quest, all of that. Um, it has a few interesting little twists on it, um, like the fact that it is turn-based content, turn-based combat, blah, blah, blah. but when you get into your own little virtual battlefield, like, the terrain has importance for, like, what specific power-ups you can use or, like, what special stuff you can use on them, so it's, like... Um, kind of, it's got an extra layer of strategy to it. That's interesting. Um, the story seems kind of generic, but you know, we've been talking about sixty or eighty hour playthroughs and stuff. I, according to Steam, I've only put seven hours into this, so there's probably like a whole. I, I, so I've barely scratched the surface, I'm sure. Um, and it's higher up than several of these entries because it's moddable. And I love any kind of game that lets you like go in and play around with the settings or like introduce whole new content or what have you. So yeah, 
That's what Sounds good. Uh, Troy, what's your number five? Uh, my number five, this is getting into my, my games I played with the wife block. Uh, <laughs> number five is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. Um, which we have barely scratched the surface on, much like the one Arjuna was just talking about. I, I know I know that there's a time jump in Fire Emblem Three Houses. We're nowhere near that time jump as far as I've seen. But what's been great about playing this game is that like she doesn't touch the combat side of it at all, but she'll get into the uh, the stuff in between the combat where you're walking around the monastery and you're talking to people and doing social interactions and giving gifts and all this all this weird stuff they added that is like not in my mind part of Fire Emblem, but it really fits well into this game. Um, I've never spent a lot of time with the Fire Emblem games, but I like them in theory. And this one is probably the one I've spent the most time with. And I'm very much looking forward to playing more of it uh, in large part because, like I said, it's a game that, that I can sit there and play with my wife and she'll do the, the story stuff and then I do the combat stuff. And it's, it's fun. It's fun playing a game that way. Sounds good. Uh, Bill, are you ready to give us your number five? Oh, yes. Sorry, my number five <laughs> is a game called Ghost Lion. Ghost Lion. For the NES. Now, you guys, you've all got computers. Can you please Google the, uh, the box it, art? If I even click NES. away from the Zoom, uh, it's going to completely, like, my computer world is likely to catch on fire. Uh, <laughs> okay. Are, uh, well, I, I don't want that to well, happen. But <laughs> uh, I'm doing it now. Ghost Lion. As in, rawr, Lion. Yep, Ghost Lion yep. for the NES. Looks cool. You're gonna, I'm looking at you're it You're going to get treated to, like... Uh, a woman in like eighties leotard out attire. Yeah, she's got a very American gladiators type of look. Yeah, so your main character is eight years old. <laughs> really, <laughs> that woman He's on the eight. front cover. I've got no idea where they got that woman from. Uh, but yeah, it was just um, this was a game. Um, a guy who listens to our show called um, Angry Ass Black Dude. Uh, that's, that's that's what he's called on everything. Uh, he was just he just jumped onto the Patreon and said, "Hey, I'll give you ten bucks if you can play this game." I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and um, yeah, I was just absolutely amazed. Again, it's like um, like Dragon Warrior. It's a it's an old old RPG, uh, but I think it was released near the end of the NES lifespan, so it wasn't like a game that anyone has really ever heard of. And yeah, it was just like absolute pleasant surprise. It was just amazing. <laughs> I was just so impressed with the game. You sort of play this little girl whose parents become lost and then you go into this weird dream world and you have to fight your way through and level up. It was just really, really good. I was just so pleasantly surprised with how good it was. And so, yeah, I've got two uh, NES games on my list. Sounds, Sounds good. kind of like the first fantasy star for the Master System, which is one of my favorite RPGs. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I played that last year. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. that would have made the list for this year because I loved that with Alice. Yes. What, what a game. My number five uh was resident evil 2 the remake that came out um nice spent a lot of time watching people stream that game and, and went down that rabbit hole for a good bit earlier this year that is a good looking game right there uh I, I think it's earned its place on the top 10 for this year for sure uh i i'm i'm slowly running out of time here so i'm going to try to speed this up but not try to run you guys past saying things you need to say but Arjuna, are you ready for your number four? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a surprise to some of you folks. Actually, maybe not. Uh, American Truck Simulator. Okay. Uh, yeah, this and the third game on my list are cool because, like, well, they're sort of at the other end of the spectrum from 
uh, a first-person shooter game that's farther up on the list. It's like it's a good way to sort of de-stress at the end of the day, go for a little drive around virtual America, watch the scenery pass without like all of the worries of real-life driving. And so, like, you can do a U-turn in the middle of an interstate if you're watching the traffic properly and nobody's going to give a shit. <laughs> um, you will get docked on your delivery. Not at, not really. If you don't hit anybody, uh, they won't assess any fines. And like, you can even like knock over a speed limit sign, and nobody's gonna care. That's pretty good. Um, I have put in, according to Steam, 191 hours on this game. Oh, that's a good bit right there, bud. Yeah. Uh, I think when you buy the game, you can do trucking uh, jobs in California and Arizona. I think, yeah, that's what you get. Uh, there's DLC for New Mexico, Nevada, Oregon, and this year they released DLC for Washington State and Utah. So, yeah, Troy, uh, if you get the chance to check it out, tell me what you think of the Oregon DLC. <laughs> uh, I've, I've actually played a little bit of the Oregon DLC um and i gotta say it was disappointing because you don't realize how much they have minimized the locations in that game until you drive a highway that you're used to driving and it takes you like three minutes to do a six-hour drive (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true but i'm hoping that eventually uh they'll add enough dlc that i can reenact the bandit run and drive all the way from texarkana texas to atlanta In now, a truck that is skinned with the Bandit uh, one truck. One thing that's cool, I believe there is a multiplayer mod for American Truck Simulator. So if they do give the option uh, to have that long run in there, we could also do like a Cannonball Run where we all get in there in our own trucks and try and do the Cannonball Run drive. Yes. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Uh, Troy, what's your number four? Uh, my number four game is Stardew Valley. Oh, the child's so upset. Stardew uh, Valley? Yeah, Stardew Valley. Um, this is another uh, very much a wife game. Um, we picked this up on the Switch, and we played like 40 hours in the first four days that we had the game or something crazy like that. I can attest to that. I picked that game up uh, originally, I think, on the PS4, uh, and... I think I also got it on the Switch and have just wasted my life to that game. Yeah, it's, it's so just, good. It's just, you, you you run a little farm. This is the game that broke us a Fire Emblem, actually. We were playing a lot of Fire Emblem, and then we got Stardew Valley, and we're like, forget you, anime school people. We're going to go farm. Um, and we played it, like, hey guys, nearly nonstop sorry to, until... Sorry to interrupt you here, but I just want to say, six, huh? five, four, three, oh, no. two, oh. one... Boom. Happy New Year's, guys. <laughs> Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year. Year. Standing in the future, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a countdown to when the Zoom recording was going to kick us all out. No, the Zoom, <laughs> this, the this, Zoom recording's like totally chill with me and told me that it was going to waive the timer. So we've got oh, time. It's like your free trial one? Sweet. Yes. Happy uh, New Year, Bill. Yeah, Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year. It's 2020 yeah. And your family guy shorts. <laughs> My family guy shorts, yes, so I'm fun. <laughs> oh no! I missed his. Oh no! I missed your Family Guy shorts. Oh, so, nice, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. I just uh, I had to. I had to mark that moment. <laughs> well, Absolutely. So, Troy, good pick for four. I I, I yeah. would agree. That that would go up there. It's a good game. Bill, 
What's your number four? Oh, right. Top four. <laughs> this is where it time. becomes difficult to break them down. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Alandra, which is the game I'm currently playing for the show. Uh, I've put 20 hours into this game so far. And um, it's basically a really advanced Zelda clone. Okay. And um, But it's really, really good. It was, for, it was a PS1 game, RPG elements. It's the perfect game to play when you've got a sleeping child and you're trying to stay awake. Because <laughs> it's, it's just the right level of being really, really fucking difficult that keeps your brain awake. Oh, there are fireworks now going off everywhere. <laughs> I bet every dog in the neighborhood is freaking out. <laughs> uh, my number four is Sekiro Shatters Die Twice. Oh, I, I had a lot of fun with my Japanese Dark Souls. Um, and <laughs> my Japanese ass Japanese game, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And I think anybody will tell you the great eight fight is probably one of the most memorable fights in any video game. Uh, it, it, a solid game and it deserved game of the year. What are your thoughts on the difficulty of said game? It was rough. <laughs> it was very rough. Uh, I've gone through demon souls and dark souls for a long time and i had trouble uh changing over my play styles for this game mm-hmm. uh and i still have not beaten it uh, i i am okay. i'm not there but i loved it i've loved every single second of what i played it was just the music kicking in right at those moments when you, you would hear that that flute playing in the background and all of a sudden it's like oh shit <laughs> what's what's coming in uh it, it was a lot of fun the controls were very smooth I think, and uh, getting used to that that control scheme. Uh, once you've done that, I think it sticks with you, and I think it's very enjoyable. Uh, very enjoyable to control. Very fluid. Okay. Uh, well, if you're putting that in at number four, like I'm, and you think it should be game of the uh, game of the year, I'm looking forward to what your next three choices are. <laughs> well, I, I believe it deserved game of the year for sure. Um, yeah, I assume it, I assume number one's going to be Mass Effect. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> None of us are allowed to make any reviews until that comes out. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. uh, Arjuna. Yes. What's my number three? Your number three. It is the Garden Flipper DLC for House Flipper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These are very good lists. Oh, so am I the only person that has games that came out in 2019? <laughs> hey, I had one. Well, yeah, so like, yeah, so like, House Flipper <laughs> did come out in 2018, I think, but Garden Flipper DLC did come out this year. Okay. Um. So yeah, House Flipper. For those of you who haven't played it, like, imagine the interior decorating aspect of The Sims, but it's in the first person, and there are no like human character models walking around spouting gibberish but still um yeah like you can buy houses that are like really messed up and like trash and all of that and renovate them and put all sorts of appliances and furniture and stuff in there um and i like the garden flipper dlc so much especially because it is the dead of winter here at dollar sign arjuna location and so it's really a lot of fun designing sort of my own vision of a suburban like home organic organic garden uh because when i'm not doing game development i'm an organic farmer on the side uh and so like one thing i want to do after i finish the single player campaign and, and by the way this is like american truck simulator levels of addiction for me i bought this game december 11th 
and I have put in 71 hours into it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. 20 days of that? Yes. Like almost every night after I'm done working on Peace Island for the day, I end up playing either ATS or House Flipper. I mean, that's three and a half hours of a game every I single like, day. Like those, yeah, those kind of like shut off your brain and relax games are good. Yeah, it, he has to play three and a half hours every single night, every single day hey, from the day he bought it. There's probably a couple longer sessions in there. That means you can have a couple shorter sessions. Yeah, oh, yeah. you got like, some wiggle room. Spending large parts of a weekend just, you know, playing House Flipper and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once I finish the, I, I guess, the campaign or what have you of this, I want, I'm thinking I want to start, like, a YouTube series where, like, I walk around in my garden designs as if they're a real-life permaculture design that I've made for a real-life, you know, client or something. Because hmm. I think that would be a really cool way to explain all of the different concepts and all of the different ideas that go through my head. Uh, when I'm implementing that sort of thing. Um, and let's see. Oh, yeah. And the house flipper lets you import images and hang them in the house. That's a really cool feature. <laughs> oh, no. That's so, awesome. No, that's renovated. terrible because I'm the kind of person that would put horrible images up in a house. So many dicks in the house. So many. <laughs> Dick butt everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. So, like, I was renovating one of these houses, and I imported the Handsome Harry straight out of Coopton album cover. Heck yeah! And that's just hanging up in the living room. So it's, it's nice to see games that have that level of customization to it. Yes, uh, that's pretty nice. So, uh, so, yeah, I did put my cock in the house. <laughs> <laughs> cock all over the house, you'd say. Uh, yes, Troy. Boom, boom. Number three. I think this one's going to be the longest title uh, uh, for for this one uh, because my number three is Cadence of Hyrule Crypt of the Necro Dancer featuring The Legend of Zelda, uh, which what? is. I mean, I feel like people know this game, but if you don't, it's a rhythm action game featuring Blink and Zelda and all of their friends, where you wander around Hyrule that kind of looks like a link to the past, but the whole time there's music playing and you only move on the beat of the music. So you like are like tapping as you move to move around. And it's just it's it's super cool. And I played a chunk of it by myself and then I played almost the whole game with my wife. We haven't quite finished it. Um but it's just it's like a weird Zelda spinoff that's like a pretty good Zelda game, but also this weird rhythm game. And it, it, honestly, it is at the point it is on my list for the soundtrack alone. Because <laughs> the soundtrack is just like these like banging mixes of uh, Zelda tracks. And it's just, it is the best video game soundtrack. Uh, and, and then the, it's also a really good video game too. Who knew? Sounds nice. Uh, Bill. Are you ready to give us your number three? Yeah, okay. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this is the uh, Police Nauts Space uh, Simulation. <laughs> nice. The Hideo Kojima-ass Hideo Kojima game? Yes, with the uh, the man who's had an entire job in that game development was dedicated to the boob jiggle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Considering that it's a, like a pixel art game, that's that's some dedication. It, it really, really is. And there's a lot of boobs. They're all varying different sizes. And uh, there's a lot of varying different types of jiggles that go on with them. And um, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a really fun little sort of point and click action adventure game. And yeah, it's just got Hideo Kojima stamped all over it. 
uh, but it is very <laughs> very perverted it's not <laughs> it's not very um uh me too friendly shall we say <laughs> there's a lot Understood. of uh, donald trump grabbing him in the pussy oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> there's a Sharon Stone woman yeah. who's just like constantly uncrossing her legs and at one point this mechanical mosquito gets loose and it keeps jumping from boob to boob and you have to slap her boobs trying to swat it and every time you swat it they jiggle <sighs> and yeah like I say there was some guy who was paid. he was paid his entire job was to do the boob jiggle for that game <laughs> oh boy jeez oh, but it's, it's, it's a really fun what, what really have you fun. done it is really, really fun. Yeah, well, we did mention the God of War, you know. Uh, God of War 2 thing. That's fair. The, uh, <laughs> the time active sex event where you have a threesome with two women at the very beginning of the game. Oh, so, boy. You know, this stuff happens. My number three, moving on to uh, other games. <laughs> I am not a perfect. As you've all heard, is <laughs> it's Death Stranding. That was my number three. I, it's I've been... Uh, playing it and loving it and having a good time with it honestly it has made it has gamified walking in the weirdest way that I am completely no I'm not going to call it a walking sim it's to the point where like to avoid enemies that you cannot see but you know are there uh, and the only indication you have is a little device that's either flashing and it flashes faster and faster as you get closer to them or it starts spinning red or orange depending on how close you are uh, and you still can't see them and you have to hold your breath and sneak around them if you don't want to get caught in this fucking just death swamp, basically. And it's to the point where you are so conscious of where exactly where your character is going on the map depending on something you cannot see. And I think that that is just so interesting. It's it's yeah it is well it's Hideo Kojima what'd you expect? <laughs> I'm really looking forward to like checking that game out from the library and absolutely hating it. Oh, like, you probably I, will. Yeah, I know I will, but I I'm looking forward to the experience of yeah. playing and just going like, why? Why is this? Why? Yep. There's there are times when <laughs> Troy, I'm looking forward to hating it. <laughs> I, I, it is a good game for me, and that's why it's so high on my list. Uh, Arjuna. All right, yes. we're getting into it now. Yeah. Number so, two. Way over on the other end of the spectrum from Garden Flipper and American Truck Simulator is Dusk, which is an HP Lovecraft-themed retro first-person shooter that absolutely belongs on the same shelf as other old-school FPSs like Doom and Quake and the first Half-Life. Um, and... Uh, I, I love the look of it. I love the monster design. I love the uh, the multiplayer. I, did, I haven't had much of a chance to play the multiplayer. And I will say, if there's something to criticize about it, it's just that there really aren't a whole lot of people to play it with. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe you, maybe we could like have a Dusk Death match sometime. That would be really cool. Um, and the SDK, which is the thing that lets you make mods and maps for it, is coming out very soon from a look at the developer's Twitter. So I, I'm just going to have to commune with Cthulhu soon and talk to him about warping the fabric of space-time so I have more hours in a day so that I can take my Doom maps and remake them in dusk. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Troy, number two. Number two is uh, Celeste. Okay. Which... I think I played this year, although now I'm worried that maybe I actually played it last year. But who cares? It's on my list anyway. Um, <laughs> Celeste is a indie-made platformer that is just like 
super, super fine-tuned 2D platforming where at the start you have like three things you can do. You can jump, you can grab onto a wall, and you can do a double jump. And uh, you have to just get through these like small uh, single screen like platforming puzzles at first. And then the game expands out from there and starts having much bigger puzzles and a much bigger story than I would ever expect from this kind of thing. Um, and it's a story that was like, really meaningful told through uh, 2D platforming, which just kind of blew my mind. Um, and it's also got two uh, additional things that I think are great. One is post game. Like there's a ton of stuff that's been added to this game um, that expands out the, the range of things that you can do. I have not touched any of that, but like it's super cool that it's there, that there's just, there's so much more of this game that I haven't experienced yet. And then on the other side of things is like the post game stuff is really difficult, but the game's also got great options for lowering the difficulty. So like if you want somebody to play this game to get the experience of the story, who's not necessarily as good at 2D platformers, you can like make it so they have unlimited double jumps, um, which I guess then is no longer a double jump, it's a triple jump or a quadruple jump. Oh, child. Uh, you can have so many accessibility options, even my newborn can play it. Um, and yeah, I think that's just really cool that they made they made a really difficult platforming game that can also be made uh, much easier. Okay. And Sounds cool. I think Atticus is trying to I think Atticus is trying to tell us he doesn't like unlimited double jumps, so <laughs> he's like, that's a dumb phrase. It wouldn't be unlimited double jumps. Right, you're just <laughs> cheating. <laughs> Doing hard. Listen, play games the way you want to play games. Yep. Games are for fun. Bill. Number two. Oh, so my top two. Uh they could be interchangeable at any moment. I think I'm gonna go with Star Ocean first departure. Yes. Star Ocean represent. Yep. So this is the first Star Ocean game, but it was the remake for the PSP they did like 10 years ago or something. And uh, I literally bought this game with my PSP and it never got around to playing it <laughs> until this year oh. when I, I had to play it for the show. And I was treated to an absolute gem of a game. Um, the ending's a bit weak, if you ask me. It's sort of just like you feel like the game comes to a nice conclusion and then there's like an extra bit which really shouldn't have been there. <laughs> like you go to another planet and do something else. It's just like, oh, just, yeah. just chop that bit off and this would have been a really nice contained game. But other than that, I thought it was really, really good. A bit easy as well, if you ask me. But I've got the same complaint about Final Fantasy VII. And it's probably my favourite game of all time. <laughs> you know, just a bit easy. But um, but yeah, it was, a, it was really fun. Great story, great characters. The story as well, like you can replay it several times and pick up different characters. And you play, like you'll get different characters at different points in the game. So it's uh, it's got a lot of replay value to it as well, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And they've just remade the remake for Switch, which came out like last week. Nice. So oh, you can Bill. play a remake of the remake. <laughs> so, Bill, you're going to play Star Ocean 2, right? Uh, yes, we'll get to that eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. I know that's one of your favorites. Oh yeah, and it does get hard as you as you go along. I think like the second, whatever the second disc is, I I, I played it in the PS One era, but like it, once you get to the second disc, it does definitely get harder as far as you know the battle system and stuff goes. So, yep. Okay, uh, I'm gonna drop in my number two here, Untitled Goose Game. Nice, <laughs> possibly the greatest Switch game to ever exist. <laughs> I have been hype on this game since I first saw anything about it, which was just that first trailer of a piano and a goose causing comp. Yeah, just <laughs> just terrorizing a couple of people. 
I knew it would be a hit. I've beaten it three times in two days uh, when I first played it. <laughs> I love it. It was such a good game. I beat it the first day. I took it out to a job site the second day I beat it. And then that night uh, after getting home from the job site, I was at a buddy's house and he wanted to see the game. So we beat it over there and it was a lot of fun. I will recommend this game to anybody. You need to play this. This is a game that needs to be played. <laughs> Um, uh, I was actually the very beginning of it and, and it's really fun so far, but I'm curious, you say you've played it so many times. Does it have any like there, extra stuff to replay it? It seems like you would kind of do everything in one playthrough, right? You do not do everything in one playthrough. I can promise you that unless you're very okay. fast and you know what you're doing, uh, which okay. you won't. Uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I was actually talking with one of my coworkers on Peace Island about Untitled Goose Game, and I'm looking at it in the chat here, and I quote, I'm laughing my ass off with the goose game. We need to have the geese steal cat toys, lol. <laughs> now, to be clear, that's not like saying we're going to implement this in Peace Island, but it, let's it, just say we're looking at Untitled Goose Game and seeing like what concepts we can steal. I mean, uh, uh, take inspiration from. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a game that people, it, it teaches you that, you know, <clears throat> remember that you can have fun and that you can laugh while playing a game. There's a lot of games. I think every single game that's been on this list, aside from Baba is you is intentionally a serious game. Maybe outer worlds has, was meant to be jokey, but untitled goose goose game was just fun. And that, and that's what I'll stick with. Uh, all right, here we go. We're at the final round. You guys, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Do you guys boy. mind if I go first? <clears throat> Ooh, sure. Ooh, I I said, all right, do it. Only because I think Margot's going to wake up soon. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so just quickly, my my top game that I played this year is Grandia. Which okay. was uh, recently re-released as a Switch collection in HD, Grandia 1 and 2. And yeah, that is just a epic example of how good RPGs can be. It's got a really, really good story. Uh, you play as a guy called Justin, who's just, all he wants to do is go out on adventures. And... Um, <clears throat> He's normally one of those really annoying kids that's supposed to be like, hey, I'm so happy and peppy, but he's actually really infectiously happy. <laughs> it really, really works. And it's just a really enjoyable game. The game really sucks you in with the lore of the planet and the world and everything that happens with it. It's bright, colorful. The game plays fun. Uh, it's just a 10 out of 10 in my book. And it's definitely, the if I look back at this year, that and Star Ocean, probably like the best games I've played. I think they were fantastic. Mm. Sounds good. I just went and added cool. it to my wish list. <laughs> once i finish final fantasy 8 i'll pick that up uh, it's a long one though it was, it was 40 hours yeah. oh wow that's not but, as far as games go 40 hours for a story that's yeah. not terrible no it was really really good right yeah margo's trying to like chew my arm off so okay. <laughs> i'm gonna take her up to her mother so she can chew her boob off <laughs> I, I might pop back in a bit guys but i'm gonna oh, pop off sounds good thank you so All much right. bill we've really appreciated <laughs> it right, thank happy you bill. guys Enjoy, enjoy 2020 as much as I have. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, man. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. <laughs> See ya. All right. Arjuna. Yes. Okay. My number one. Number one. Uh, should I do a drum roll, I guess? Uh, please. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. There it is. <laughs> yes. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. A, a game call. that is I'm old sure enough to be in middle school by now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably starting high school soon. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm sorry to make you all feel old, but anyway, um, yeah, like I've also played a little bit of I played a little bit of Vice City before I picked this one up. And just now, the past couple of days, I've been able to squeeze in um, some Grand Theft Auto 3 between house flipper sessions. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can say, like, that San Andreas is definitely the best entry of that generation of GTA games. That's an awesome story. Yeah. The gameplay is cool. I love the gang territory system in the last, like, half of it. Um, the yeah. selection of radio station tracks, like, blows oh, uh, gta it, 3 out of the water what was it kdst is... which was just nothing but old rock uh right. that was that was my jam that i, I had <laughs> horse with no rain all, all, all day <laughs> <laughs> all day <laughs> driving through the desert yeah amos moses by uh oh, jerry reed jerry the guy reed. from smoky of the bandit yeah uh yeah and uh i did not get a chance to check out the mods uh it was just a little bit too complicated to get it set up but i know i i know that somebody has made a mod for online play where you can play as gang members uh yes but that was a few years ago i saw this Uh, it's been a little bit that was probably before college (laughs) so it's been a little while (laughs) for me uh but it's it's definitely something to look into i heard a lot of people were having fun but this was popular back in the you know early 2000s maybe mid 2000s uh, yeah and i was, love that like the oh, go ahead sorry when there was an audience still around for that yeah um and i love how the oh shit here we go again the <laughs> emus made a resurgence in recent years <laughs> yes no it's that's an a excellent good line and it's yeah it's it's yeah, a good way like, to start a game <laughs> yes everything about that game it's like good at worst and awesome and exemplary at best which is <laughs> There are not a lot of games from 2005. You can still say uh, that about in on the edge of 2020. True. Okay. Uh, uh, Troy. So, oh, sorry. Just quickly, because uh, Margot fell asleep in my arms as I was moving. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is the best Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion. Yeah. I've mm. played. I've played all of them, and um, possibly apart from Grand Theft Auto London. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, I think yeah, it is it's just so so it's good. It's so much fun. Grand Theft Auto. It is. There's just so much to do in it. You know, even though in like the piloting of the airplanes is trash, <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> um, the rest of the game was just amazing. I just absolutely love that. That was such an such an experience. And yeah, like like I say, I've played all the games since then and stuff, and they're just not quite. They've never quite had that same magic five was close but not quite as good it's it's hard to compare uh the uh, the the newer setup of the world from four and five uh the uh, so like i guess there was an a a canonical split between san andreas and four um but uh, san andreas i think is my favorite grand theft auto but for me it's just hard it's comparing apples and oranges at this point just after you've actually introduced online play and a lot of the functions that came with them but very good very good pick troy mm. troy 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 number one my number one game i played this year came out in 2016 uh <laughs> not quite that old uh which was uh super hot vr um super hot oh. is a game that i wanted to play for ages because just the concept of a shooter where the world is frozen except when you move sounded super cool uh and then i think sometime last year i finally played it uh on pc and then just not VR, the regular version. 
And I was like, oh, I really wanted to play VR, but I'm just going to go in and play the regular version because I'm never going to get a VR set. And then I ended up getting a VR set. And so I played through the VR version and it was just such a cool experience. Like that game will make you feel like a total badass and a total fool at the same time, because in the game, you're like looking around a corner, leaning over, shooting at people. And in real life, what you're doing is like laying on the floor of your living room. Um, and that's just, <laughs> that's a fun experience because you feel so cool in that game. And then your wife will walk into the room and be like, what on earth are you doing? And that's just a fun experience. Nice. Good pick. Mm. Good pick. Um, Troy, I know you haven't played this. Uh, Arjuna, I'm almost certain you haven't played this. And Bill, I have no idea if you've played this or not. Uh, my number one pick is a game from last year. I definitely haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> the most modern game I've played is Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> and I think that was 2015, maybe 16. I don't even remember. All right. That's it. I'm fond of a new recipe. <laughs> a new recipe. <laughs> my, my number one game for this year that I played was Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, boo. Oh, boo you. Bullshit. I was horse king and you're just jealous because you didn't know. <laughs> the original was better. Uh, no, the original is so much better. The original is my number one game. This game honors the original in ways that I cannot. I, I, Troy, did you finish this game? No, but I know what happens at the end. I because Polygon ran the spoiler of the like the, the spoiler in a headline, and then in the body of the article is like, "Hey, spoiler alert for the Red Dead Redemption." You sons of. So you know how you end the game. Yeah. How you play it out and how that music kicks in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need I, you I to. Know, I know enough that I'm like, all right, I'll. Have it. you? No, no. I what I need to know is, have you watched it? No, no. I because I read what happens and was like, I then clicked away from it. You but I, I will absolutely I need to play through that game before you give me a definitive definition. You have to finish the the. You just have to finish it. Okay, that's all I need. Because the way that game outros and the way <laughs> our power just went out. Oh no! <laughs> Everything kind of froze for you. <laughs> yeah, no I good. wonder if it was the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, power outage in media res because Troy is uh, a sinner and said that Red Dead Redemption Two is no good. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> The the entirety of that game, the musical scores, the buildups, the moment to moment gameplay, every single bit of it, the the entire redemption in that story was completely worth it. I, I spent, I, I can't even tell you. I it is Red Dead Redemption holds the number one game in my heart. This is up in my top three of games of all time. But but as as like an interesting art piece or as a fun video game because you're you're starting to sound a little like Bill here. No no no, I'm saying I'm not, no no I'm not saying that this game held me hostage. I loved this game, uh, without a doubt. I played more of this game because I wanted to, not because it was. I'm sure these systems get better, or you know, I it, I, I at no point feel like this was Stockholm syndrome because after I would finish something and I'd be like, I need to go to bed but I really want to go over there and see what happens. Or I want to keep playing this story. It was, yeah, it sounds like syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 
I absolutely <laughs> love this game. It, it is, I mean, one of my favorites. And the ending, ending is such a great homage to this game um, that it, it is completely worth it. Uh, and I would recommend anybody play through this game. That's that's just that's why it's my number one. Uh, cool. But thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time to do this with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again next year. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I, I hope you guys, I can you guys got any terrible like games you want to talk about? A day to make my <laughs> list next time. We will have a terrible game discussion as well at some point. But I, I hope that we can do more roundtable discussions like this where each of us takes turns talking about topics and going over our games. I am freezing because there's no heat on up here and I'm upstairs in my house and there's, I think a window is cracked or something because it's very cold uh, and I need to go downstairs. So I'm going to cut out. I thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for listening at home. Uh, if you want to find any of us, we are all a part of this network. Uh, I guess we had podcasters and symbols just finish up. So thank you, Troy on that, which I know, I guess Tyler's been doing a lot of the editing. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. He saved that show when I had a baby. <laughs> and then Tyler and Bill, you've got the tavern. No, 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 no. That you guys have uh, the, the coordinate. Uh, Bill, you've got the yeah. tavern. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's so many, po- I, we have like 15 or 16 podcasts now. On this uh, network, me, me and Troy do the yes. uh, the bestiary. The bestiary, yes. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Arjuna, you've got Peace Island coming out. I'm trying. I'm trying to help plug all I of do. you guys. <laughs> yes, so, uh, and also we've got Foxcast, I guess. Yes, uh, we, we, we <clears throat> toss the throne back and forth, and so does Bill occasionally. <laughs> right. Um, I will sort of give a preview. Uh, there's going to be a new Fox to and from Boston, or maybe actually, Evan, if you can pass this on to Jesse. I'm very likely to be heading down to Providence, Rhode Island at the end of January. Okay. Which is the hometown of H.P. Lovecraft. Now, I like this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, and I think she's about the only other, like, diehard Lovecraft fan in the network. So, any Uh, ideas about what I can do for that would be, I think, interesting. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll get you guys hooked up, okay? Cool. <laughs> uh, until until my indefinite, unstated hiatus from ThoughtsCast, in which I have like seven episodes recorded and not edited, just sitting in the bay ready to go, uh, <laughs> I, I will be found on Too Young for This Hit, uh, which also <laughs> we're waiting to finish <laughs> editing uh, the episode that Troy had. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. to hear that episode. Two and a half hours long. Ooh, wow. That's a 30-minute, 22-minute cartoon. For a 22-minute cartoon that we only talk about for 15 minutes. <laughs> well, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But uh, either way, I digress. This has been Harry Rooster's Reviews. Uh, I've been your host, Evan. And thank you, Troy, Bill, Arjuna, and Tyler for being guests this time. Uh, and uh, as Troy would say, tape and hope for the best. I don't know how we signed this off. I've forgotten. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle review. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Are you a fan of high fantasy epic book series that are converted into television series? No, not that one. I mean an epic book series that is actually complete. I'm referring to The Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan's fantasy masterpiece that was completed posthumously by Brandon Sanderson. Well, 
I have the perfect podcast for you. The Taveren is a Wheel of Time podcast where three gentlemen go through the series one chapter at a time, in their own special way. Follow along as Bill, Rob, and Rich re-experience this great epic. Experience for yourself a world full of vibrant locations, colorful characters, and storylines that will never fail to surprise. Visit a world that Game of Thrones can only wish was as fleshed out and complete. The Taveren, a Wheel of Time podcast, is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably network of podcasts. Find our podcast wherever you get your podcast feed, or visit probablywork.com for episodes of this podcast and other great shows. We will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.